Hey everyone and welcome to episode 8 of Let's Talk All Things LGBTQ+. I am Annie McKinnon, your authentic coach, therapist, speaker, writer and podcaster. And if you want to get to know more about me, please download the KS Media Group app. KS Media Group app was founded by my guest today, Cornelia Stephanie. Cornelia is a mentor, author, speaker and founder of the KS Media Group app, where world leading experts offer you free support and guidance seven days a week. So go download the app and access amazing resources and all absolutely free. And you'll find me on there where you can read my articles, book a call with me, listen to my podcasts and connect with me live every Wednesday at 4pm UK time. So today I'd like to welcome Cornelia. So welcome Cornelia. Thank you, Annie. It's nice to be here with you on your podcast that is getting good reviews from people. It really is. And the audience is growing and growing, which I'm really pleased about. In fact, it tripled in one night. I got up in the morning and I was like, what? But yeah, really pleased that you've been able to take time out of your really busy schedule to come on the show. And I really appreciate that. Oh, it's my pleasure. So I I think, I think today I was thinking back to the first time we met, you know, it seems like decades ago, you know, from that first meeting and you were interviewing me on your podcast and I was talking about LGBTQ+, the community, etc. And you said to me, Annie, what does that even mean? Do you remember that? Yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Because you were so clear and passionate about LGBTQ. And why is it that I don't know what that means? I even remember you saying to your producer, well, do you know what this means? And he was like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So when did LGBTQ, when did those words become known? When when did it become known? So it, it couldn't have been for a long time, like maybe a year, maybe two years. You know, it's been it's been known for a long time. I mean, back in my day when I was growing up in the 70s, uh, I've said often in the podcast, I hadn't even heard the word lesbian and gay. So it finally came around where it was the gay and lesbian community. Well, I got to know that and that was fine. And then people were identifying as bisexual, not lesbian or gay. So it became LGB and then transgender, and then the acronym that we know today, and again, I've said a lot on this podcast, there are some of those terms that I hear, but I have to go back to the glossary and think, what does that mean? So the plus came in because the acronym has grown so vast over the years. Yeah, well, like, you know, I knew the gay and lesbian. I I knew that, but I just, I had never really heard it the way... LGBTQ plus that was new to me so isn't that interesting that you know someone that is live in media that it seems like you all have a lot of noise to make because you all have to let everybody know because if the likes of me people you know like myself didn't know really what it means there's a lot of other people that don't know what it means either there's there's a lot of people that do but then there's a lot of people that don't 
Absolutely. And I think that's why when I have guests on the show, I'm very clear about when terms are used that mm-hmm. I ask my, my guests to explain exactly what that means, because I know there will be listeners out there that may never have heard that part of the acronym before. And I think that's that's really important. Yes, that is. I was just before I came on today, because we have, you know, in our our community as well, which is the KS Media Group, we have Jason and Jason Galvarez. And I just saw that he was actually on TTR. So TTR is the network I use. That's the network that you came on. There was a group of people that were all talking about the LGBTQ and even uh, Jason called it a few times. The rainbow community. Okay. So even that I have never heard of uh, LGBTQ plus being referred as the rainbow community. But I thought listening to that show right now was very, very interesting, Annie. And I I think all those people that were on that show are all guests for you, by the way. Well, that sounds great to me. Be in touch with uh, Jason. So I really learned a lot listening to them because they are definitely talking about some of their struggles that they've had and continue to have in today's world. And one of the things that really struck me was that Jason talked about this, that he used to be a bully when he was a kid because he he was already gay, but he didn't have a safe place to come home to because there was no one where he could talk about being gay at home. And it's different than, you know, when you have a family and the kid is being bullied in school or whatever, and you can come home and mom and dad is there and they're going to love you and hold you and and take care of you and, and, you know, and nurture you. And he was talking about he then, in order to protect himself, became a bully so that when people would make fun of him, because, you know, being a kid in school, they're cruel. So he became a bully himself so that if anybody made fun of him or tried to put him down or say he's a fag or he's weird or he's gay or whatever, that he wouldn't have that. And so that's a very interesting thing to think about how resilient kids are. And so, you know, because when we look at what makes someone a bully, why did someone become a bully? And that is, I'm going to get them before they get me. Absolutely. And that fear... I guess, of being pigeonholed and called out at that young age. He knew back then that that was the way forward for him to cope, I guess. Yeah. And so there's a lot of uh, kids that are in school today that don't have that safe place to come home to. So that's happening. The other thing I learned in that podcast, listening to all those wonderful people share their struggles and share their stories, is that they feel like they continually have to keep coming out wherever they go in society. And they continually have to keep saying, yes, this is my wife, or yes, this is my husband when they're like going to a restaurant or whatever. Things that we we don't even think about, things that we take for granted and not realize the struggles that we're still facing in the world today. And that now really the fact that you have this podcast the fact that they were all on a podcast together, all of them talking as a group, which I thought, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, great you. idea. Right? Great idea. And uh, But more education needs to happen because, again, 
you know, you asked me to come on this show today and I, you know, I thought, what can I offer to your listeners? What can I bring that's going to support you, someone, the listener with uh, value? And, you know, when I was growing up, I grew up in a very dysfunctional family as a young girl in Germany. And my, my father was absent. He was an alcoholic. He was absent. My mother was the uh, breadwinner. So even at that young age, so the father was absent, the mom was working and mom was working in the military clubs in Germany on the base. Okay. So there were, there were a lot of things that I was exposed to during that time in the early sixties, like about all kinds of things. But I do remember that my mom had gay friends back then, you know, because we, we used to have a lot of parties at home. Like I said, there was a lot of uh, celebration going on, lots of parties, that type of thing. But I remember as a young girl, not fitting into society because I, we were always different. First of all, being a young person and you don't have a mom and a dad at that time, that was already weird. Okay. That was already weird. So you, you already had that. Then uh, my mom at the time uh, started dating African-American men. Okay? okay. So now it was like, well, my friend said, you know, uh, their parents said that they can't play with me or bring me to their house because they should stay away from me because of that. So over the course of, you know, my young childhood, I was seeing the separation and the judgments that people had when it comes to race when it comes to sexuality even as a young person I saw that and so and then where I am today in my life is just again with the work that we do in our groups in our work is we support people to be the truth of who they are and the truth of who they are is way beyond being you know doesn't have anything to do with your religion it doesn't have anything to do with your politics it doesn't have anything to do with your skin color it doesn't have anything to do with your race it mm. is really truly uh realizing and knowing that you are a magnificent being and a beautiful being and that you belong here yeah and what an amazing community it is and just i guess hearing you cornelia today what that's bringing up for me is everyone may have something where they need to come out. Mm. You know, you're talking about, I guess, the environment that you grew up in, feeling like you didn't fit in to that group, you know, and we had a conversation within the group as well, where you were talking about coming out and being your authentic self. So it's something maybe that we all need to consider when we're communicating with people is that we all have something that we have to come out about. We all have something. We all came here to learn how to rise up into our highest innocence, our highest magnificence, while we're being judged against, mainly, you know, first of all, by ourselves, right? Because Absolutely, it's our own, yeah. Our own inner critic. And then also with uh, with the world, I'm really grateful to the uh, I, I'm going to call it gay community still because that's what I remember from the past. But the gay community for because I feel like uh, the gay community has taught us is teaching us 
how to be more accepting, how mm. to be more loving, how to be more, because many people, my stepbrother, my stepbrother was gay and he was a teacher. And so he had to be quiet in the closet about it because back in the day, if he's in his seventies today, but back in the day, if he would have said that he was gay as a teacher, that wouldn't have been accepted back then. And so again, what is this teaching us is to rise above these judgments that we have and learn how to be accepting and loving for who it is that we are, because we're far more than just a gay person, a transgender person, whatever the person is, is that you came here to be you and you didn't come to fit into a box and you didn't come to fit in. You came to create the new. And so it takes a lot of courage for people to be on this planet and be in their authentic expression like you help people with being who it is that they are because there's so much judgment so much judgment and you know I so being a realist it would be just so great to live in a world where everyone could just be their authentic self and we talk so much about that in the KS media group about that honesty that transparency and just being who we are you know as a group and as individuals and it takes a lot of courage I think you actually spoke about this the other night it takes a lot of courage and bravery to be your authentic self regardless of how you identify um, what I hear from people especially non-binary people that are talking at the moment where they don't identify with either either sex uh, they're talking about having to come out again because we're living in a world now, I think, where people feel a lot freer to, well, one, find who they are, whereas before they've maybe thought, well, I, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm female or I don't feel like I'm male. So now I'm coming out as non-binary. And of course, there's other letters in the acronym where people are feeling free to be able to voice who they think they are but you're right it should be without judgment regardless of who you are and how I mean, you identify and I mean because really when we look at when we look at the truth of who we are the truth of who we are we've always hidden that part from ourselves and if you have really become a person that is in your own inner authority in your own inner autonomy you know that the divine God loves you. And so, and you are not separate from that source, that you are that source. And that in this life, you are choosing to express yourself in this way. And so that really, it, it's very, it's really very simple, but, you know, it's again, coming down to that, to that judgment piece, especially in the gay community that where basically, I remember just even a few years ago, I had a friend who uh, was a pastor at the, oh, I, I can't remember the name of the church, but it was like a Lutheran church or something like that. But basically she was the pastor there and she had to fight the entire congregation because she wanted to open it up for gay people to be able to come into the community. Hello, right? That 
So that's the kind of fight that even in the church, especially in the church, because in the Bible, I don't know what is talked about over there because I've never read the Bible, but the bottom line is, is that the religions have kept uh, the separation going, which again, keeps the person that is uh, struggling with their own sexual identity and really discovering, trying to figure out who it is that they are and where can they fit in, where can they be accepted in a place. And then religion and all of those organizations are judging you by saying this, that you are not of God and that God is not with you because mm. you are going against Things. Going against things, yeah, and like you, I've never read the Bible. I've heard, you know, people comment on what what's said in the Bible, but I've never read it myself. But for people to just want to show up as just themselves and have doors closed in their their face, whether that's in the church at work being discriminated against because of sexuality, and just doors continually being closed. In their face basically it's I think there's still a way to go I think there's been a lot of progress but I still think there's a way to go I you know what after listening to this group earlier before I came on here I actually feel like there's a long way to go listening to them I actually thought wow I thought we were more evolved than this but I didn't realize this struggle the way that they were all talking about it, what they were saying, that they were experiencing that. And this is what's still happening. Like, we have a long way to go. We have a long way to go. You know? Yeah, and this is in the States, yeah. Yeah, and this is in the States. There was a person there uh, from the UK too, and one of the persons asked, did you notice the difference in the UK and, you know, the difference between the US and the UK? And the person said it was pretty similar. But I want to tell you a, a quick story. When, you know, when I grew up in Germany, my mom remarried when I was, you know, 13 years old. And we, we came to the U.S. to begin a new life. So that was already pretty traumatic for me as a young girl. Because at, at 13, you're starting to really form your identity now. And all of a sudden now you're being uprooted and you're going to a whole different country and it's like, boom, okay, here you go. Mm. You know, there you go. Right. So that was like crazy uh, to deal with as a young teenager. And, but here's what I thought. I thought, well, the one good thing about us going to the U S right now, at least when we come to America, they won't call us names anymore like they do in Germany, right? And mm -hmm. can you imagine, to my surprise, did I find out, Annie, that it was actually worse in the US than it was in Germany, that there, you know, there was much more acceptance over there. I don't know because of the military bases or whatever, but when I came here, I was shocked, shocked because of the name calling would continue. And I guess coming to the US, there's that perception about being this free, free country, you know, where you can be and say anything that you want back then. Uh, and people wanted to go to the USA because of opportunity. You know, it's the land of opportunity, isn't it? 
but to land there from Germany and find that it was actually worse. It was worse. And the other thing that I found is that because of all of the judgments that I, the name calling, I was basically turned away from my own race as a white woman. I started going to where I was accepted and I was where I was accepted in. And so the race that accepted me were the black people. And so I started dating in the black race as a young, you know, 18 year old, 17, 18 year old girl, I started dating in the black race. And then after a while, I, and, and noticing how I was more accepted there than I was accepted in the white race. Okay. So then what I discovered throughout those years is that I started having hatred for my own race. Wow. I became racist. I became a racist, Annie, where it was like I now started hating the white race because of their judgmental, the way that that, that whole thing was. Can you imagine that to, to really start hating your own race? And that's not the case anymore. Yeah, that must have been so, so hard. That was ridiculous. That was so ridiculous. And really, it wasn't even until I want to say 2002, when I went to that, when I realized the hatred I had for my own race, that that was something that that I needed to heal. And I needed to sort out so that my heart isn't heavy, keeping the separation going, right. And what is it about? It's about being accepted for who it is that we are, no matter what. But it's the bottom line, isn't it? You know, right. we all just want to have that connection with people and just be accepted for who we are, no matter what. For the world, just to accept that there's difference and not everyone is the same as us. I question that quite a lot. Why does it... Why does everyone need to be the same? Why do human beings feel that everyone just needs to be the same? There seems to be a real struggle with that. And I, I think that's across the world. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you that, no, this is what makes us so unique, that we're all different. And again, when we remember and we realize who it is that we really are, beyond even the body, beyond our sexual identity, beyond what it is that we believe politically or religiously or whatever, what, what that truth is. And if you can really fully know that and own that, that there is no separation from the divine, that you are the divine in form expressing yourself in a world that hasn't really accepted you yet. And at the same time, that acceptance has to first happen, of course, within, within your own inner being. And then you bring that relationship out. One of the other things I heard Jason say is that, you know, people are committing suicide because they want to fit in. They want to fit yeah. in, they want to be accepted. So they want out of the pain and they commit suicide because they, they don't see any way out. Right. And that's, Another reason why it's so important that you all are doing what you're doing with the LGBT community, that you're setting up communities around where people can listen to a podcast and they can hear and they can go, yeah, that's me. Yeah, 
I'm going to work on myself. I'm going to accept myself. I'm going to get into a community and I, you know, I'm going to keep showing up for myself. Sure. You were talking there about, you know, it starts within. I really do believe, like you said, we really need to know ourselves first. Finding out who we are without taking on, I mean, certainly in Scotland where I grew up, it was all generational. So you'd be taught from your parents and your grandparents basically how you need to be, how you need to project yourself into the world and not really being given that chance to let myself unfold to find who I was. So for me, it really was about getting rid of those beliefs that I had, uh, even values that I had and letting those go, looking at what, what is it I value and what is it I really believe. And nine times out of 10, it was different from what my parents believed or my grandparents believed. And that's a long road to yeah. really find who you are. That's why working with somebody like you is perfect because you've already walked that road. Mm. You've already gone there and you can help people really start uh, embracing that authentic self. So I highly recommend anyone that's listening to this podcast to message you and begin uh, doing some of that deep, deep inner work because, you know, everyone needs a coach, uh, mm. a support person, right, to help them. And, you know, athletes have coaches, you know, coaches have coaches. Uh, when you fully, really, truly accept who you are, what that ripple effect is going to do for the world, that's not, not just for yourself, but what that's going to do for the world, it's going to support so many others. And that's why it's mm. important to have somebody in your corner, right? Because a lot of people feel that loneliness. And especially one of the ladies in that podcast that I was listening to, she said that if I came out today, then I wouldn't, she said she would be disowned. And some people aren't willing to risk that. Some people aren't willing to risk that because they don't want to be disowned. Because they're in their, their family, their communities, they built friendships. And the, the fear of coming out and saying, well, actually, I'm different to you is too big a risk. Yeah. I have to tell you, you know, when I was in my, I think it was in my early 30s, there was a, a person, I had a friend who I had a relationship with and she was a woman. It surprised me because all of a sudden it, it wasn't something that I had thought about before or anything like that. It was never, not, right? And as a matter of fact, I was just at a time of celibacy and this whole thing, right? And so then all of a sudden, you know, I had this connection with this woman and I couldn't believe it because I thought, oh my God, what's going on with me? Am I now gay? You know, did I turn overnight and didn't even know it? So it was so funny. So even, this is so great, even with my mom, when, you know, my mom would come over and my friend would be there and my mom would see my friend and I together. Uh, one day we were watching the Jerry Springer show, my mom and I. And do you know that show? Yeah, I do. I do know that show, yeah. I haven't <laughs> so seen it in years. Right? 
right? Yeah, I don't think it's on anymore. But anyway, we watched, we were watching that show and there was, there was a, a stage and, you know, and there were people and they were coming out and they were talking about uh, this and that. And so then they were just very open about everything. And then I looked at my mom and I go, you know, mom, I just wanted you to know that I'm having a relationship with, and I, the name, right? I'm not yeah. saying, but I'm having a relationship. And my mom said this to me, she goes, well, anyone could see that even Ray Charles. <laughs> anyone, anyone can see that even Ray Charles, right? So yeah. that, that was, that was so great. But I really truly believe that it was my upbringing of everything that we had gone through as kids and my mom raised us, you know, from an early age to accept all because mm. obviously we were already living it out. And so there was that, but it was interesting having that experience and that experience did teach me a lot of things. And it was a very secretive relationship, very secretive, very quiet relationship. That because you failed, you couldn't talk about it? I think at that time, I just didn't know yet, like what's going on with me? Like, who am I? Like what? I think it was more that it was more secret because I all of a sudden didn't know. I don't even think we knew at the time that this is a bisexual. It was, I, I don't even think we had those labels at that time. Right. So that was such a long time ago that I didn't know even called the 1-800-PSYCHIC and yeah, I wanted to find out like, what's going on with me? Am I now gay? Am I a gay person now? I was curious because I really didn't know. It was a great relationship. It was a great time. And, but again, that was a long time ago, but I didn't know the things I didn't know. Yeah, of course. And you talk about, you know, you had that connection with that woman and your mother saying well tell me something new I'd already guessed that and that happens a lot the unfortunate thing is is that people are so fearful to come out to those nearest and dearest because they might not get that reaction you know it might be that rejection where they end up homeless or in a situation where they feel they just can't go on anymore because they've been disowned by all their family and but wouldn't it be great just for that sort of answer to come to someone you will yeah I already knew that but nobody nobody talking about it that's the interesting thing the parents maybe get that or have seen that but they don't speak to their daughter or son and vice versa for whatever reason that is people that are holding back that are afraid to to be who they are because they're afraid they're going to get disowned is there any place where you can be who you are? You know, is there any place where you can? So I would recommend, I just think the whole hiding piece, it's not part of our evolution. And we have to be willing to risk to lose relationships, to lose things because to, in order to set the stage of being true to who it is that we are and honor ourselves, right? I mean, we have to be willing to do that. And uh, because if you don't stand up for yourself, if you don't have the courage, then how could you expect other people to stand up for you? Yeah, and that's an absolutely great point because in my experience, the, the more I became more of my authentic self, it 
appeared to encourage other people to be their authentic self, mm -hmm. you know, and come out without the mask on and just say and act and just be you. Yeah, that's actually going to ripple out. That's mm -hmm. going to ripple out the more people that they are true to who they are and show up for themselves, then it's a hard path. It's a hard path. It's not an easy life to, you know, be judged upon and, and not feel like you can fit in. But there are ways that I feel like communities, there are communities, there are people that you can surround yourself with. And it certainly is a lot, I think, a lot better today than it was many years ago. Mm. But honestly, any there's a long way to go. Yeah. Looking to those people today on that podcast, I thought, oh my God. I need you know, to listen in to that one. Get them the on the show for sure. Yeah, the struggles that they, they're going through. Mm. You know, just because a lot of people that don't have a podcast that are whatever they are, uh, feel alone. And yeah. feel like, they, you know, they feel alone. Yeah, and I'm hoping that's what these episodes of this podcast will do is give that message out to people that there are other people have gone through or are going through similar situations as they are and that they're not alone and I encourage anyone to come on the show and have a chat about that I encourage that and look forward to all the guests that are being on and are coming up it's exciting and it's just great to get the conversations out there but in a much wider scale across the world so yes. that everyone can listen to it yeah. Uh, and give feedback it's an interesting journey I think you're right it appears to be easier these days I don't know in reality if it is but certainly from when I, when I was growing up in the 70s as a young girl and coming out just would not have been an option at all does your family know oh yeah they were accepting or shocked or uh, I had mixed reactions but I always had this drive to be myself and not having to hide or having to lie I made the decision well I need to express who I am and I did and certain friends disappeared from my life just like that as I'm sure it's happened to a lot of the listeners my mum really struggled with it for a long time and eventually said to me you know Annie I don't like it but I accept it because I love you uh, and I thought well that's great we got through that and I found new friends, new friends that valued me for who I was. And yeah, your life gets upside down and round about. But for me, it was certainly worth it. I couldn't have lived in the shadows. I never have been able to do that in another while. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, you're living in uh, your state of being is in a state of truth and mm -hmm. freedom. You know, those are the values that you're talking about, truth and freedom, and that you made peace with your past. Absolutely. You made peace with your past. And that really makes a wonderful present moment. Uh, making peace with your past makes a wonderful present moment, doesn't it? It does. And to stay in that present moment, that's another conversation, but de definitely something that helps on a day-to-day -day basis is just staying the now. That's and it. Yeah, that's it. It's as simple as that, really. <laughs> yeah, so I think even when we think about, you know, all the work we have to do, looking at the future, everything can be extremely overwhelming. But when we think what we have this 24 hours, we have this time period right now, 
and it's about the thoughts we think, it's about the emotions we feel, it's about the actions we take, and then that creates our tomorrow. You know, if we, the more present we are for where we are today, I think it can get, it can be done. I do believe it can be done. I believe it too, Cornelia. And I think that's a wrap. Thank you so much for being on the show. And I guess last question would be, what message would you like to leave our listeners with? Be yourself. Okay. And if people want to get in contact with you, how, how can they do that? Well, they just have to go to the app store, to the Play Store, download the KS Media Group app and create your free account so that you can have access to all the content. And Cornelia Stephanie is right there in the directories. And there's many other wonderful people like yourself. You're there. There's other people that are there too. We have a lot of wonderful things that we're doing, but you know, that's the place where you can find me in the app. Fantastic. And I'll make sure that's written in the comments for people can so that they can click on those links and uh, download from their app store. And yeah, so thank you very much. And thank you to the listeners. And I'll be with you again next Monday. Thank you for listening.